Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to Self-Care Society. I'm Carrie Shaw, and I'm the host this week, and I am with Anel Edwards. Anel Edwards is a retired social worker who spent 35 years in the field. Most recently, she taught social work classes at Ohio University, where she shared her practice and life wisdom with social work students. She's enjoying retirement after an adjustment period and is going to talk about that transition of going from being a full-time professor to retiring and how she's taking care of herself in ways she didn't expect. Welcome, Anel. Hi, thank you, Carrie. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, so, Anel, um, I would just like to kind of get started uh, hearing a little bit about um, your journey as, as an instructor, and, and then we can talk about your transition into retirement. Oh, well, let's see, Carrie. I, um, I retired a Two years ago, well, three years, I always count it by uh, how many uh, fall semesters I don't go back. This year, you know, I, I always sort of, my body starts getting ready to do something like get school shoes or something, <laughs> buy school supplies. Or, And the first year I was retired, I planned a trip because I knew I was going to have an adjustment. Um, so, you know, that kind of took my mind off of it. But I was teaching, uh, my last two years of teaching was during the pandemic, and I was Doing a lot of online teaching, you know, you probably remember those times of how horrible that was. And um, and so spending a lot of time on the computer, I started having some neck issues. And I ended up with um, some fairly debilitating uh, neck problems with some osteoarthritis in my neck. And so that's, you know, I, I kind of knew I couldn't continue doing online teaching and uh, just felt like, you know, it was kind of time. There were a lot of young practitioners coming on and it seemed like they were, you know, coming out with all these new treatment modalities and, you know, it was just like, okay, I think it's kind of my time. And, and, uh, I, I had always thought I wanted to travel and do some things. And so, yeah, I just decided that this was the time to, 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 uh, do the retirement thing. So I retired Carrie and found that it wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, what do I do? I mean, I was like paralyzed with too many decisions or something. I mean, I'd sit there and I'd, I'd, I'd be like, okay, there's this whole stack of books I want to read. I didn't want to read. You mm. know? Or, you know, like, oh, there's all these places I could volunteer. I don't want to volunteer. I want to just, you know, and I was just like, what the hell am I going to do? I just don't know. It was like too many choices or something. Then my neck, 
Yeah. Then my neck hurt. And then I was like, I would have to lay down. And I started, you know, having all these doctor's appointments and they started doing things with uh, oh, different kind of injections and trying to, to deal with this pain. And this chronic pain was really, I really think I was probably going into a depression, mm. um, not feeling well physically, not feeling well emotionally, not feeling fulfilled, but not having any idea what would be fulfilling. Um, and so as a social worker, what do we do? We get a therapist, right? Right. <laughs> At least that's what I did. <laughs> and, you know, I've really talked through a lot of things. Like there's some grief involved with this aging process. I mean, there's, you know, your body starts to, to uh, you know, not be what you want it to be and and you can't do the things you used to be. I mean, like, you know, you get down on the floor and play with little kids and you can't get up, you know, like. <laughs> and you have grandchildren, right, Anel? So Well, yeah, they're not little kids playing on the floor anymore, but <laughs> I did just recently have that experience with my sister's uh, little babies and I was playing and could not get up off the floor. And I was like, oh, this is, this is like not fun, but. <laughs> and. So, you know, there's there's that loss of lots of, you know, your role. Who are you at this point, I guess? Um, you know, who am I? What am I supposed to do now? And then I don't want to do that. I think, okay, well, I need to give back. Well, I don't want to give back. You know, I, I would just go through all kinds of different things in, in my mind. And so one of the things that really made a difference for me was thinking about pain um, in terms of the difference between pain and suffering. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. Uh, it's like a Buddhist parable, I think. And it's about the arrows. Have you ever heard this? Like the first arrow is the pain. And then the second arrow is what you tell yourself about the pain. And that's the suffering. You know, that's the, oh, you know, I'll never be able to do this. I'm old. And you know, I hurt. And, you know, that's the suffering part, you know. And so just you know, I had to kind of get away from that part of it and say, okay, I have pain in my neck. Okay, let's move on. You know, I can do, there's lots of things I can still do. I mean, I, I can see, I can hear, I can read, I can, you know, um, why am I, you know, ha hanging on to this, you know, sort of a pity party, I guess, you know, about my health and my pain. So that, Second, I needed to, you know, not get this, you know, be wounded by that second arrow because that was just causing more, more frustration and more, um, you know, depression. I think that's probably really what was causing the depression, not the pain, but it was the second arrow. <laughs> right, the second arrow. You know what I mean? That was what was, you know, what I was telling myself about the whole situation. Sure. So that was, yeah, that was really helpful. I also started doing a lot of, uh, my husband doesn't travel. He is, uh, has uh, loss of vision, so he doesn't want to travel. And so I found a group, it's a, a, the Road Scholar group. And I started traveling with this group who are just the most amazing people because they're all learners and they like to, you know, like we, they, we, you travel on these trips, but you also have lectures in the evenings or they'll you know there lots of stories about the area and uh so there were lots of people uh teachers professors that were in this group so i started doing some group uh, group travel 
loved that. Actually, even met a woman who was a professor at, I think, Purdue. And she and I have met up a couple more times and gone to different places. We just meet there. She lives in uh, Chicago. That's amazing. I've uh, never heard of this before. So is it Rhodes Scholar, like R-O-A-D Scholar? It's like R-O-A-D. Right, like R-O-A-D. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're going to the Panama Canal in February. So, yeah. And, of course, hear the whole story and and, and have have an education also about the Panama Canal. So, yeah, it's just been great. And so I also found uh, learning and retirement classes at Merritt College. And those are just great. I actually even taught one class. I taught a uh, journaling, journaling to the self. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, that that's, you know, been pretty. So, I, you know, I, I need to keep learning. I mean, I did know that I needed to do something yeah. that was. And then as far as this giving back, um, you know, I, I've just been very selective about what I do with my time. I do um, some uh, political work with, you know, just for the uh, Democratic Party. I've done some things and I've done, you know, worked at a a food bank once a month, um, or a kitchen, the daily bread kitchen. And so I, you know, I'm just careful about what I do in terms of, you know, how much I give. I think I've given just about all I can give. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, that's, I don't know. Can you do that? Can you run out of, <laughs> can you run out of stuff, stuff to give? I don't know. That's but, a good uh, question. Yeah. yeah. And it's maybe different from how you saw yourself your whole life. I mean, you were a giver your entire over 35 years. Like, that's, Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And so it was kind of that in itself was different. Um, it was more like a internal direction. You know, you're more like kind of it's all about me time, you know, and and uh Yeah. And, uh, you know, there'll be this pull every once in a while to go back. And then I think, no, wait a minute. I want to be able to, if I want to pick up and go someplace, I want to do that. You know, I don't want to have that, you know, uh, obligation that says, you know, you have to be such and such a place on Friday afternoon. And, you know, <laughs> so. So your self-care is like this different boundary setting than what you've ever had. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it really is boundaries. Yeah, to have to be, yeah, like, I've got to keep this for myself here, you know, this space, because I just don't, I just really don't have that energy. And I could see myself getting talked into something that would start draining me again. I wouldn't want to do that. So, yeah. 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 That's really neat. I mean, it's, it's like a new, uh, a new self. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's really a, a different self. All about me. It's all about me now, Carrie. All about you and Elle. I love it. I love it. Um, and and so interesting because it's not how you expected retirement to be, but it that's, sounds like it's fulfilling. That's very true. I did think that. Um, I thought, for one thing, that my husband and I would do a lot more things together, and his. Uh, his impaired vision has really limited what he can do. And, you know, there's also a little bit of a caretaking part there because he can't do a lot of things. And so um, that, that's a different kind of energy that gets taken up too. Um, 
And so, but since he can't go or doesn't want to go, then I've found this other way. And he has figured out how to be alone for short periods of time, (laughs) you know. And if he couldn't, I would probably have to find someone to come in and help with that because Mm -hmm. I need to have, you know, some time by myself and, uh, you know, some adventures. I've still got some adventures. It left. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all, that you still have some adventures left. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I also, uh, I also oh. joined the board, which is funny because I, it seems like I've been connected to EVE, which is the domestic violence program. Um, and I think I've been connected to that forever, it seems like, and I've joined their board now. So um, at one point I was uh, the counselor there. And then another point, I was uh, the direct co-director at Eve. So you've had lots of different roles there. Uh, what is I, it? What is it that pulls you back to Eve? Do you think? Well, Terry, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about um, before we started this. We were talking about um, my path from or my earlier path. When I was um, a teen mom and I was 18 years old and found myself with a baby and and also kind of ironic that I barely graduated from high school because I was such a bad student. <laughs> and now <laughs> you're a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> and I taught college for growing out loud. <laughs> and I barely graduated from high school. <laughs> and and I was in trouble all the time. And so, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, how did how did I ever get out of there? I So here I was with this baby and my husband at the time uh, was in Viet. He left for Vietnam. Then he came back and then we got married. And then I had another baby, like an unplanned uh, pregnancy, another baby. And he was abusive. And so then I didn't know where I what I was going to do or where I was going. But I did know where I didn't want to go and what I wasn't going to do. And that was stay in that situation. And so I was, I got out of that. And there I was with two babies, no car and no driver's license. And um, yeah, what, no skills, basically. So um, yeah, I mean, somehow I did. I got out of that. and eventually remarried to the person that I'm married to now. So, you know, and that was, I met him in 1990. We got married in 1995. So I'm still married to him. (laughs) Pretty crazy thing all on its own. But anyway, (laughs) Um, uh, so then they began this healing process of, um, you know, this abuse that I had gone through as a, you know, a teenager with babies and, and horrible things that, ha- that I had gone through in this relationship. So I started, you asked me about Eve. So I started volunteering when my kids were little, I started volunteering at Eve and they had a really incredible training program that trained volunteers to help them understand the dynamics of, of domestic violence. And, um, oh, I just, you know, I was just like, that's what it was. That's how that happened. And that's, you know, I'm not a a stupid person and I'm not, you know, it wasn't my fault and I am capable. And, you know, all of those things, you know, I started kind of learning that. And, um, 
So that was kind of the beginning of my healing process. And I'm still to this day involved with Eve. So um, yeah, that's pretty much what draws me back to that, I would say. Yeah. 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 And I know you from this world of social work. And as a young social worker, you, um, I, I remember doing visits with you and remember um, meeting with clients and just how um, authentic I felt like you were with them um, about their situations and how much empathy you had. And I think it makes a lot more sense knowing that you have, you had that lived experience that yeah. um, it wasn't coming from a place of book knowledge. It was really yeah. coming from a place of, I, I know what it's like to be in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's true. And there's probably not many people that actually know that whole story about my beginnings. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't, you know, here I'm telling it on a podcast, but I, I don't really talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are scared it for the first time. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> well, I I appreciate you sharing it because I think um I think that it's uh interesting to reflect back. I mean, we were talking a little bit about healing and how healing what it looks like in different time periods of your life and how during that period you were healing emotionally and um and now you're really working on this healing process that's more physical in some ways because you're having health health challenges um, yeah and you know Carrie i think that even our early traumas still stay in our bodies i mean it would you know i i think about that sometimes when you know i mean think of the analogy of having a pain in my neck you know <laughs> i mean there's been a lot of things that were a pain in my neck and a lot of you know, and a lot of things that I carried around in my shoulders and in that tension that in the weight of things, you know, and uh, I go to acupuncture too. And um, that's one of the self-care things I do. And she talks about that a lot too, with, you know, Chinese medicine and how, you know, your, your body and your, your emotions are so connected and so connected. Yeah. And, and she's talked about that too, that, you know, even those early traumas, you know, can still be affecting, you know, the body. So yeah, I'm pretty cognizant of that. Yeah. Wow. So, um, as someone who's pretty newly retired, um, do you have any words of wisdom or things that you would like to share for people who might be considering retirement or anyone who's kind of newly in that space? Um, words of wisdom. You know, I, I don't know because I think it's so different for everybody. Um, I think just really preparing yourself for it. I mean, you know, no, don't think it, if you have expectations that it's going to go a certain way, um, you know, I'd say kind of be careful with that because it doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go. And um, you got to be ready to roll with the punches, you know, um, the whole, you know, I, I just think back about what it was like to try to go through the Medicare process, you know, that was so stressful and oh. you know, just trying to weed through all that and, you know, the and, and, you know, my neck hurting and being depressed and trying to get my finances figured out. And, 
you know, how am I going to live without an income? You know, is what's is it going to make a big difference, or you know, what what's what's this going to be like? And can I will I have the money to travel? You know, I I don't think I probably planned very well financially, um, you know, but it's okay, it's okay now. But I I think I could have probably done a lot better with that <laughs> with that plan. <laughs> but um, yeah. I hear that from a lot of people. Yeah, that, that that's their suggestion. Make sure you, that you're yeah. planning. And yeah, just do your planning. Do your planning for yeah, all in all different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and allow yourself that time to adjust. Because I kept thinking, you know, why am I so depressed? I didn't, you know. Um, but yeah, it 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 was a it was a adjustment period. Definitely yeah. was. Yeah. But it sounds like you have um, some adventures on the horizon and things that you're looking forward to. And so you're I kind do. of coming out of that depression and mm-hmm. figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. With the help of, you know, some healing professionals too, a therapist and acupuncture and massage therapist works on my neck. And yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like an okay team to have on your side. Yeah, yeah I could have <laughs> my team. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My team. Yeah, that's or my aging team, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now this has been such a joy to to hear how you're doing, and and I get to look at your face, which is nice. Oh um, yes. But we really appreciate you joining us today, and um kind of talking about what self-care looks like in this, in this different time period of your life. Um, and yeah. And I just want to remind everyone that, you know, self-care isn't selfish and we hope that you join us uh, again next week with um, the self-care society. And thanks again, Mel. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much. Just fun. Thanks. Good to see you. (laughs) That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.